Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, welcome to this week's episode. Today, I'm talking about a concept that's been sort of at the forefront the past couple weeks for me, and that is simplifying to amplify. So I want to go through a couple steps, four steps exactly, that you need in order to create more mental space, more internal freedom, less stress in your business when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sales, when it comes to revenue. I believe there's just four super simple steps and I'm going to give you a little bit of my thoughts on each one of these steps as we move through them. So let's get started. The first thing you need to do in order to sort of simplify your life, because if I know anything, it is that the simpler your systems are, the simpler your plan is, the simpler your goals are, the less goals you have, the less tasks you put on your plate, the better results you're going to get, the better job you're going to do at executing, the more creativity you can employ to executing tasks simplification is key. And the reason why I'm talking about this today, this is a little bit of a segue, is because I've just found myself in conversation with with founders that just feel so bogged down. Like there's always more to do. There is always more to do. And I've I've also definitely been a victim of overeducation, procrastination, just a real resistance to executing on the things I know that will move my business forward because of fear, because you don't know everything. And what I'm trying to lay out today is just the four simple things. If you just do it, you just do it and you just put your head down and get the work done, you absolutely will see results. So the first thing you need in your business is a vision. We're around quarterly planning time. I've spoken at length about quarterly planning. The quarterly planning challenge is happening, which you can still sign up for. The link is in the show notes. But when you go into quarterly planning or just sort of thinking about the future of your business in general, you need a vision. You need a vision. You need something that you're working towards for that year, for that goal, for the next five years, whatever, whatever length of time feels good for you, you need to write it down and you need to need to get clear on what it is. I really believe that we can achieve anything in this life as long as we are clear on what we want and we're focused on that. And I don't know why this step is so difficult. It has been for, for me for years just getting clear on that vision about my life, uh, what I want in my health, in my relationships, and in my business. Why is it so damn hard to just get clarity on that vision? 
I tend to think that part of it has to do with the fact of just making the decision, just deciding on the thing you're going to work towards, deciding on what the vision is in the first place. I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed by the choices because when you go to ask that simple question, like what is your vision for your business? The the options are literally endless, right? You want to take over the world, right? What does that mean to you? Or you want work-life balance. What does that mean to you? What is the definition, right? Or you want to make an impact. What does that actually mean? Quantify it. Again, it's like a, a practice of just like committing to an idea, And we flounder and we flip-flop and we second-guess ourselves. And the problem with that is that we're not actually going to make any progress in life unless we just decide. And it doesn't mean you can't change in the future, but I, I would really encourage you to stick to a vision and only review it at a designated time, like during a yearly planning right? Or yearly reflection, whatever kind of practice you have at the beginning or the close of the year. Because without that clear vision, everyone's lost. Like it's hard to understand what to focus on for yourself. It's even more difficult for the team to understand what their priorities are. So vision is key. Now, once you've decided on a vision, the second step is you need a plan, And I love putting together roadmaps. Roadmaps are really useful. I have roadmaps for my big life vision. But when we're talking about our business, that means that you need your client value journey. You need your client value journey, which is your marketing funnel, your marketing system. You need that actually set up and in place and working, right? And Sometimes when we get stuck on what the vision is, we have a hard time implementing a client value journey, a marketing funnel, because we're not 100% sure like what we want to be, you know, who we want to be, who we want our business to be in the world. And we kind of get stuck on, again, indecision. People that I've talked to that get stuck on their client value journey is oftentimes comes from a really great place, right? You're thinking about all the ways that you can get, you know, more leads into your business. And there's so many ideas, right? You can't possibly execute all of them. So you have to decide on one to focus on, which is one to say yes to, and a bunch of other stuff to say no to right now. That's really difficult, right? Because it feels like a contraction, right? But I'm suggesting that that contraction is the way to expansion. And so in the marketing funnel, when we're going through our six steps of the client value journey, you need to decide. You need to decide, well, what is your attract strategy you're going to focus on? What is the lead magnet you're going to focus on in the second step, which is engage, is another issue. I I come up with people, and I'm a victim of this too, you know, how many lead magnets do you want? You just keep creating more lead magnets and more lead magnets, right? But there is something to be said on honing in on the maybe two lead magnets that you think are going to be the most impactful 
to your potential clients, the most valuable to them, and get really good at converting with that lead magnet instead of continuing to create more and more and more lead magnets, right? Because that's simplifying to amplify. Let's get good at doing one thing instead of just constantly creating. It's like, it's exhausting. And I, again, like I'm, I'm not speaking of a place of being above this. I think for myself, I've also been in that, that rut of just creating and creating, creating with not a lot of vision and plan. And so I kind of step back at times and say, well, I have such like a huge collection of content for my own business that I just, am I utilizing this well enough? Am I being smart enough in the way that I'm like using my time, right? Why do I have to keep reinventing the wheel? And I think it's something we should all ask ourselves simplify to amplify, right? Um, so that's number two. You need a plan. You need a plan to get towards your vision. And if it feels good for you, plan out next 20 years. Plan out five years. But don't forget planning the next 90 days because actually the next 90 days is the most important. Oftentimes, if you go through the exercise of doing the long-term planning, it's really, it's really great. The long-term vision is important, but at the basis of it, it's like, what are you going to accomplish in the next 90 days that's going to move you towards that vision? That's why it's important to hold that long-term vision in your mind, but also think in the short term, right? What is it that you can do? The small step you can take, the one thing you can do in the next 90 days that will move you in that direction. Number three is you need targets for your plan. You need to have some kind of expectation of the actions that you're doing to move you towards that goal. So this can be in the form of a scorecard for your business, which I did a whole episode about the perfect scorecard that I've carefully crafted after years and years of running marketing teams. I've crafted the most useful scorecard that exists on the internet and you can download that for free. It's in the show notes. But regardless of using a scorecard or not, there is, it is really tough to be working on a goal without any idea of what the expected outcome is. So this is where you get into crafting the goals, right? When you're making that plan, you're creating some targets around whatever you're working on. Like, Anything that you do, anything that your team executes needs to have some kind of expectation attached to it, right? So if someone is just doing like a reoccurring task, things that need to get done, like posting on social media, like quantify it. How many times a week should that person be posting? And what are the expectations for how many followers that you're going to gain and how many leads you're going to get from that social platform? Um, to be joining your email list through a lead magnet. If you don't set targets and expectations, you're not pushing yourself or your team at all to think creatively. And this is the big thing. This is another thing that just came up this morning in a conversation. If you're, you know, as startup, maybe we don't have a ton of employees at the moment and we're using a lot of um, individual contributors. And when those people come to work in our business, we treat them as such. And so we don't kind of hold them accountable for goals or for 
particular KPIs because they're just going to deliver their one thing and you know you don't want to bother them too much maybe you got them for a really great price but that is really working against us we need anyone that's touching anything in our business to feel like they're really part of a team they're really working towards a goal and that pressure, the pressure that they feel to reach a target is exactly the pressure that's needed to actually get performance out of the team. Because if you are bringing your individual contributors together for a weekly meeting, for example, which I do with all of the teams that I lead, reviewing um, a scorecard each month and having them explain you know, why they haven't reached a certain target or why they've surpassed a target or hit a target. Getting those insights for the actual contributor, that executor, is incredibly important because if they're not performing, they need to get up in front of everyone in the meeting or even if it's just you, but explain why. And in explaining why, that pressure is going to start a new conversation. How can we do better? How can we improve? And that's when the real sweet spot comes right in in your business that's when the real um, progress is made through asking those questions so you need to be putting those targets out there and number four is really about accountability so not just setting those targets but as I mentioned like creating a weekly meeting or a time where you get that team together or whoever is executing to be held accountable for the targets for the performance and this is really where the magic happens and so if you are struggling with accountability I also want to invite you to join the wait list uh, to my marketing strategy school I am going to be launching a cohort for a handful of founders to go through building the marketing strategy And I'm going to be sharing all of my inside processes. You're going to get access to me directly through a six-week program um, where you can put together this marketing strategy that will accompany the vision that you have for your business. So if you're interested in getting um, on the wait list for that, the link is in the show notes as well. We'll be launching that in quarter two, which is really exciting. And with that, I have a really cool partnership that I can't quite release just yet that's going to be um, a way to even further enhance your accountability, not only for your goals and your team, but also for your health and your wellness. So I'm so excited to share what that is going to be in the upcoming weeks. But accountability is key. Accountability inching towards that big vision week over week, month over month, year over year is is what it takes, that consistency and the push. And so if you need accountability, I'm offering this cohort, right? And a high level, um, you know, cons- uh, consult from me, high level coaching from me. But you have to think that you need to be that for your team. You need to be that for any individual contributor that is that is working with you. It could be a virtual assistant, it could be a part-time social media manager, it could be an SEO consultant, it could be a developer, whatever it is. Bring them into the fold, make them feel a part of something, a part of the business, a part of your vision, and hold them accountable, right? Even if you're spending, and this is the last thing, the caveat right here, the last thing that I will say, is a lot of times in startup world, we try to get the best deal for people that are 
contributing in our business. And I can't tell you how often I hear just like ridiculously low, ridiculously low compensation for like people working on, on the business and getting really crappy results. Why? Because, okay, if someone agrees to working in your business for, you know, whatever the compensation is, right, they agreed to it. It doesn't mean that you should feel bad or you should feel like you can't put any pressure on them or you can't expect them to give results because they're doing it cheaply. It is such a waste of time for you to find super cheap work and then feel bad about managing them, right? Um, Versus either finding people that charge a little bit more, right? But have sort of pride in the work that they do and really feel like they're going to be involved in your business and really want to bring solutions, right? Um, You know, versus it's just, it's just a waste of money. It's a waste of money. So please don't do it. The other thing is, is that you can also like, say you have someone that agrees to come on like an intern, for example, or someone that's working for very little money, have an incentive plan for them, right? Be respectful of their time and how they're contributing to their business and get them excited to be working with you. And when you win, they win. That could be as simple as, you know, a very, very like simple kind of profit share. Like give them a little bit of a commission as you start making sales and seeing money in your business. That's going to give them a level of pride in their work, right? And then they won't feel, um, they won't feel sort of put off when you raise your level of intensity in what is expected of them, right? Bringing them to quarterly planning sessions with you and having them accountable for specific goals that relates to their function in the business. Build your team from the beginning because the reality is, is that you can only get so far by yourself. As you go deeper into building your business, they'll become point probably quicker than you imagine when you realize that it just simply isn't worth it for you to run yourself ragged trying to do everything and having some really cheapy help here or there that just doesn't perform well. You invest in your business. You invest in yourself. You invest in the future, this vision that you have for yourself and focus on what really matters for you. That is about the strategy. That is about overseeing your execution team and being a leader to them. These are the things that are going to help you move the fastest and grow the fastest. And by fastest, I don't mean fast like lightning. I mean, it is a long-term push. It is a long-term, a consistent effort over a period of time, but those results will come. You just have to stay committed, get organized, stay focused on what really matters. And you'll get there. I know you'll get there. So I hope this helped. Um, And I can't wait to see you back here next week. And let's keep going. Don't forget to get your quarterly planning done. Again, you can join the challenge with me or you do it on your own. But just please do it. Just please do it. Reconnect with that big vision and hone in on the one thing that you can do in the next 90 days that's going to move you towards that vision. Okay? Can't wait to see you back here next week. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate 
you as an audience member, and I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast. It helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you, and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.